You're listening to Thinkers What Works podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, with my co-host, Alex Gary, and today, Kevin Ware with Just Breathe 815. You may remember Kevin Ware from almost a year ago when we discussed Just Breathe 815. He was right out of the gate with a not-for-profit, making a difference uh, for teens in the area. Well, we're here to catch up with him and figure out what's going on now. Kevin, welcome to the What Works Podcast. So grateful and thankful to be back, man. It's just a uh, blessing and honor to be here, to be back the second time. It's just a blessing. So what's going on with Just Breathe 815? Oh, there's so much going on. We actually have an event coming up this Saturday um, at the Unitarian Church where we are providing a safe space and safe place for the kids to come in. Um, just be able to inspire sports is just growing as well. So just lots of things that we're doing. Um, is this a blessing? Yeah. Take us on the journey from, from, uh, a year ago to now. The race doesn't always go to the swift. It goes to those who keep running, right? No one ever thought, or we didn't actually think that we would be doing what we're doing today. Um, with no money, no resources and no plan. And I've learned through Alex that it's best to have a plan, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it just works that way. So do you have a plan now? We have a plan now. Um, we have a strategy, and um, we know what direction that we're going into. And um, we have to be uh, specific and mission-focused with our age demographics, 13 to 25. So having a plan, it's very important now. Where have you seen that practically play out? In so many different areas, from volunteers, having someone in place that can um, recruit the volunteers that they, that is their position. They sort of like stay in your lane, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, and vision casting. That's a Jason thing. All, I mean, I hear stay in your lane two, three times a week. So obviously you've been learning something from somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I say it that often. Quit it, Alex. Well, I mean, really, it, it makes total sense. You know, the quarterback has to be the quarterback, you know, the quarterback has to do their job and, um, you have to do that. So sometimes I have to get out of the way and let people do what they mm-hmm. need to do. What have you found through this past year that you're really great at? Communication. I think that and finding um, people and coming alongside people, you know, it's so important. Like a prime example, I was just getting ready and um, I shared this on Facebook just a couple of minutes ago. A young lady was holding a sign with her daughter right down the street. Um, saying the sign said, we need help, right? And cars were just passing this lady by, right? And I'm thinking to myself, why are cars just passing a young lady and her daughter looked like she was probably about 12, 13. So I stopped, asked the lady if she needed help, and she was stuck from Milwaukee in a bad situation, um, bad relationship, and she was trying to get back to Milwaukee. And I asked her, you know, have you been to any other agencies? And she said that a lot of the agencies that she went to wouldn't help her. Just to 815, our resource center, we have the resources, right, to help the young adults and help young families that need help, right? So I loaded her up and her daughter in our car and drove her to the bus station and got bus fare. And the, and the crazy thing is they didn't have fare to go to Milwaukee, right? So we covered her to go to Chicago and to go to Milwaukee, right? Because that matters, you know what I'm saying? So you have to make decisions on the spot to help the need at the time. The, the, that's an interesting story, just in how you said people drive by and look and don't say anything. I was in Chicago uh, two weeks ago for something, and you know, I was early, so I was just taking a walk around the block, and there was a person there with a the sign, needed help, and I just stopped and said, how are you doing? Right, because he looked right at me. 
I had a choice to look away, look down, right? But he's looking right at me. So I just stopped and said hi. And um, he said, man, just thank, just thank you for stopping and saying something because hundreds of people are just walking past him without looking. Now, Chicago is a huge city, and you see that a lot. Um, I couldn't help him. I didn't have any cash on me. and was looking for some money to stay in the overnight hotel. I couldn't help him, but he just was happy somebody just stopped and said hi. So that, that's almost like step one, just acknowledging that the person exists. So over the past year, you discovered that you're really great at communication. Let's look maybe on the other side of it. What have you discovered that you shouldn't be doing because you're fundraising. no good at it? <laughs> okay, I okay. probably should not be doing fundraising. All right. All right. <laughs> um, we did a fundraiser at Salomon's Pizza, and we're so uh, just grateful and thankful for our local support, and I was terrible at it. I mean, literally. I am Why? That, you're such I'm a not, good communicator. What's the deal? But I'm not good at um, fundraising and planning for fundraising. That's why you have to find the right people that are good at that, and you have to be able to stay in your lane and let them do what they're really talented at. So um, that's something that we work on all the time now. Awesome. Did you find somebody uh, specifically for fundraising? We do have someone now yeah. that they just handle it. And like, I'll come up with these crazy ideas and they'll say, nope. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, you have to, the quarterback has to be the quarterback and it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Now we saw you at a, a, uh, a buy local event uh, just this past weekend as the, as of the time of this recording. And you, you were there, um, I think it was where they had ice cream, I guess. So it was an ice cream social. So it was for an ice cream national social ice cream day. For National Ice Cream Day. And people were buying ice cream and rip your floats. And and, and uh, Just just Breathe 815 was there, and he had a big box full of stuff. What were you What were you up to there? We were doing a personal hygiene drive, and we're so grateful and thankful to Winnebago by a local that supports the local community, nonprofits, and businesses as well. And uh, so many people were able to come in and provide those hygiene supplies for the kids and need and it was just a blessing i mean i can't i don't remember the actual count of it but our trunk was full of donations so yeah. it's that local support that matters so much okay so when, we, when we, you ask somebody's good at in communication i think at some point in kevin's life he will be doing ted talks on how to get him yourself out in front of people because I joke, because every day when I look at my Facebook, I say, oh, there's the most photographed man in reference. <laughs> yeah, that's right. what you had said. You said, hey, there's the most photographed man in reference. Kevin. Right, because every, you know, every time you, you're doing something with somebody, you do, a, you, know, you do a selfie and boom, it's up and hundreds of people are commenting. Um, is that just natural or is that something you learned? It's natural. You know, I enjoy, I love spending time with people too as well. And um, it's those moments of, you know, just like you said earlier that, seeing someone and actually asking them how they're doing you know what i'm saying that matters so much and you know it's capturing those those moments that you can look back on when when life is kind of dragging you down to a picture uh with someone smiling it, it just helps you to kind of push on so yeah i really love enjoy i enjoy communicating with people and meeting people right where they are how much time do you spend communicating with people versus uh doing administrative work in the org it is a relentless pursuit. I mean, it's your own Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, as being a young young entrepreneur uh, trying to lead a uh, successful nonprofit organization, you have to be relentless at um, separating yourself from the pack and uh, reaching the people um, that can help the right people. What have you found to be effective in reaching the people? Facebook is very effective. and. Okay. Um, sharing your message and your your voice and 
um, working with the people that are on the ground. You know, that's so important, too, because a lot of what we do is word of mouth. I mean, literally, we'll have kids come into the center that have seen something on social media. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, and that is a huge voice um, that people need to utilize. So let's talk about your organization a little bit. Um, and you talk about staying in your lane, right? If you're going to grow an organization, then you have to find people to fill those lanes. Kids come in. You need to track those kids. Where are they going? Who's helping them? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the next steps for them? Um, fundraising money. So you have to bring money in. Somebody has to make sure it's going in the bank. Somebody has to. So what have you added to Just Breathe 815 from a year ago? And what are you looking, what do you still need help with? So from a year ago, um, we have added another another site at the Unitarian Universalist Church, that relationship. Um, we're open every Tuesday from 4.30 to 6.30. We provide that safe space and safe place. We're also launched Just Breathe 815 Sports um, because we know the average cost for kids in sports is $391. And a lot of our kids, they cannot afford that pay-to-play mentality. Right. So we want to provide the resources like uh, cleats, mouth guards. We're going along the season of sports to uh, put the kids in the game. That's simply what we want to do. And fundraisers. We've done fundraisers. Like I said earlier, I'm not good at it. Um, And there's always room for growth of that. And um, you have to learn. You got to spend time with people that are ahead of you that know how to fundraise. So um, we spend time with the Northern Illinois Center for Nonprofit Excellence. Um, the executive director, Pam, um, she uh, sat down with us and re-strategized our, our planning and our vision and our mission. Um, so you got to find the right people. And we're still working to build our executive board because you got to have the Hunters, if you will. So I've learned that as well. You got to have the right people that are all in the community, your lawyers, your doctors, your teachers, your business owners that can um, be that voice and be in places that you're not going to be in. People sometimes don't realize the importance of boards, especially for nonprofits, in that in some cases, like if an executive director is feeling threatened, you know, they'll fill the board with people that agree with them because they want to make sure every decision they make is rubber stamped, right? Um, Some boards, uh, they try to fill the board with people of means because if they ever need an issue or something, they're going to go to their board for money first. Um, And then, you know, some boards are a mix of that. Have you, is that something you've kind of talked about or you just look for people interested in your mission and, and have the time? I think people that are interested in our mission and um, you got to get the right people in the right seats on the bus. Good to great, Jim. I think it's Jim Collins. He wrote that book. It's finding the right people and getting the wrong people in the right seats. And I think that boards are uh, are built like that. You got to get the right people in the right seats. The executive director or founder's job is to drive in that direction and to lead the organization. But the uh, executive director or the founder can't do everything by themselves. You have to have the right people. So that's so important. And I've said this since we first started, if you want to go fast in life, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together, right? If you want to go far, if you want longevity, um, Pam taught me um, something I focus on all the time is how do you increase your capacity to reach more people? And how do you reach the right people? Not only the right donors, the right people that need your help versus um, people that will not support your mission. So it's a learning curve. So 
you were right about a year ago. You need a plan and you you can learn things on the fly like we learn trial by error. But you need a plan to be successful, to be longevity. You have to have a plan. So have you set like three, five year goals? Yep. You want to discuss them? So one of our, <laughs> our three year, our third year goal is we would like to um and we're going to be talking about this later. We would have would like to have a mobile shower, right? Ooh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a couple comp- couple nonprofits in Texas and North Carolina that actually have a mobile shower that actually can go and meet the needs where they are versus having a building. And you know, you got your overhead and you have those things like that. But a mobile shower would allow you to go where the people are you can provide the hygiene supplies haircuts clothing and meals and be mobile um i think that's so important that's in our strategy and we also would like to have a you know rv as well so there's so many things that we want to do what would you do with the rv load it up with hygiene supplies clothing and meals and the rv that we really want has a shower in it so it would just fit what we really want. That's what in three to year, three to five years, that's what we really want. And it's going to take a while, but the race doesn't always go to the sweat. It goes to those who persevere, who keep on running. You talked about fundraising and it, it's still a struggle for you. So how has, you know, have you talked about how to make the, the organization sustainable? I mean, what have you learned about fundraising and running a nonprofit from the financial side over the last year? You need the big, you need corporate sponsors. You know, you need like um, Home Depot um, blessed us with uh, washers and dryers, and they were a huge impact to our uh, nonprofit organization. However, to be um, sustainable, you need to nurture those relationships with corporate sponsors. And we you it's just you have to have it. It's just it is what it is. If you want to be not um, as we've learned as the the flavor of the month, um, you need sustainable long-term corporate sponsors to be successful. Have you found, and you, it sounds like you found success with corporate sponsors. We found a few, but there's always room for growth. Yeah. We kind of pause just now. <laughs> well, you're answering all our questions. So we're, we're, well, we're I, was, like, I was, I was thinking of corporate sponsors and some people get down on the idea of corporations and corporations make money and all this other stuff. But if corporations don't make money, then they don't have the ability to give back to organizations like yours because there's a void there where individuals will not give indefinitely to your organization and then you wouldn't be around. So you actually need the corporations to give uh, to give their products and services and, and, and time and effort back to you. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, very well stated. It's about collaboration, innovation, and sustainability. It's about a nonprofit collaborating with a for-profit business. I mean, you, it's a fine line but in order to be successful, you have to do that. It's just it's a fact. And there's a lot, and, and and you're competing. There are lots of nonprofits. I mean, I don't know this one. I don't know the numbers off my head. Oh my to. gosh! There's there's more than twelve hundred nonprofits in Winnebago County. Now a lot of them are inactive, but there's at least two hundred that have there are staff. Hundreds of them, yeah. Right, that have staff um, and and locations. Right, so they need, you know, they they need money coming in the door to to you know, compete and they're out there all the time looking for corporate sponsors it, as and well. And we've got a unique view of not-for-profits because we, we've done consulting with larger not-for-profits uh, and help them with strategic plans. And then we've, we've uh, heard or talked to 
very small not-for-profits, you know, one-man band type of things. And then we also helped launch nonprofitthrive.com, which is a platform for not-for-profits to find volunteers and track their volunteering hours. So we've got we we've seen across the whole gamut, which is very interesting. And it seems to me that that the more sophisticated not-for-profits treat their not-for-profit like a business. They don't call it a non-profit; they call it not-for-profit, which is, I think, a critical difference. So it seems to me that what you've experienced in the past year is you've moved from the you know mom and pop one man band sort of small business thing to no, we have to treat this like a business, and we have to get the right people, we have to get the right relationships, we have to you know make sure everything's on a ledger. Uh, we have to have a strategic plan so we can engage the right people and get to the right end user. And you've you've seen that now uh, through the past year to be effective? I've seen that to be effective. It's the only way. I mean, it's sort of like when you first start out, it's sort of like pop, you shake it up. It, it comes out, it fizzes and everything. like. But then it kind of dies out. Yeah. And nonprofits, when they first start like that, you get a lot of volunteers that want to jump in. But to be long term, to be successful, to continue to serve your mission and to serve the kids, you have to be you need corporate sponsors and you need to have a plan and a vision and a mission and a focus. If we ever do the What Works book, I'm using that. I hadn't heard that one. Pop? Yeah, the pop does. <laughs> you shake it up. And yeah. Where'd you come I'm, up with that one? Did you read that I've or did you, you just bring that out right now? No, I've heard it numerous <laughs> times. I've heard the flavor of the month or or uh, recently someone said that you have to be the prom queen or the prom king or something. Like there's only one nonprofit that's the cream of the crop. And um, I don't believe in that. I believe that you have to stay mission focused. You want you need to stay in your lane. 13 to 25 year old. That's what we do. And um, we serve families once a month, um, but there's, I, I just, I'm not into that, you know, and we say this all the time when it's not fun anymore, it's time to move on. I was going to, that was my next question because we talked a lot about that last year and you wanted to make sure it didn't all of a sudden become corporate, right? Button down and things like that. And uh, is it still fun? It's still fun. It It's still fun. I, I mean, literally wake up every single day and I'm thinking about it constantly, but to go back to your point, you do need that corporate structure. It's just to be successful, to be able to walk into businesses and um, share your mission and vision and, and what you're uh, doing. You have to have that corporate sponsor. You have to have that business plan in order to be successful. You know, Jason's doing a um, a talk with City of Rockford about storytelling because one of the things you know Rockford maybe doesn't do a good enough tell. Um, job telling the good stories about Rockford and then so therefore the bad stories dominate you've been at it for a year now do you have the stories where that you now can use to talk to people where this kid came in hadn't eaten in a week didn't know where he's sleeping and now this person's in a stable situation back in school things like that I mean do you have some success stories that that carry you during the day we have success stories definitely and it's really not the kids inspire me a lot and the leaders in the community that actually want to uh, help the kids. Um, I think that's what really inspires me um, to see that young mom today and her daughter get on the bus. And, you know, I'm driving off and to know that that situation, you know, you you utilize your resources that um, serve your mission. You know, we're a resource center. We provide and then we provide that safe space and safe place for the kids. But we have the resources to help the people in need. Why not do that? So that's my real inspiration, I, I would say. Yeah. So where where are you headed next? What's the 
What's the, what's the next year going to look like? The next year, I we are planning to open another site in Loves Park. Um, and we would also like to slow and steady, though, have to make sure that the planning is all uh, everything, all the ducks are in a row before we um, launch another another site after that. But um, a new site in Loves Park, right? Because we want to go where the kids are. Um, so many kids need that safe space and safe place, you know, to come off the street, to have a meal, to um, have some mentor, just like you said earlier, you saw the young guy, the, the older homeless person, how are you doing today? You didn't have money, you didn't have resources, but you did have your time. And sometimes that's all that's needed. We just have to show up. And what's on your three-year or maybe five-year plan besides the rv the rv is huge the, the mobile the shower. shower that yeah. is like a big thing for us and we would like to start designing clothes as well really mm -hmm. tell me about that well we know that in the next probably about 2025 the calm movement and uh, the movement for designing clothes that are for your style your personality and your life is going to be huge and that's something that we're looking at long term because i try to read about innovation um, and things like that. It's not only reading about the nonprofit game, but it's also reading about innovation and what's in my lane. Clothing is huge, and um, athletes are already uh, utilizing it as well. You know, the, the clothing that, you know, is their skin type, and it cools, and it, it's just a lot of stuff in, like, probably by 2025. Wow. I read a lot. You must. Have to. What, what's uh, what's what's the most recent thing you read? Most recent thing I read, I was actually sitting out there reading that new book, Why Not You? And I think oh, yeah. a challenge with that is why not you is because you may think you don't have what you need. You may have what you need. You just don't know where to look for it at. Yeah. Got maybe the principle of coaching where the answer the answer that you, you need is already in you. You're just not aware of it yet. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. So uh, your encouragement to not-for-profits starting out, where would you have started differently if you look back on it? What would you have done? Had a, a stronger business plan. Had Think a, so? Mm -hmm, stronger business plan from the jump. Um, the corporate sponsors and a strong board. I think that you have your working board. They're your your worker bees, but you need mm -hmm. that corporate, that strong, those, you know, lawyers, doctors, business owners, you need them on your team to help champion your cause. That's where I would have started at first. Awesome. Well, Kevin, it's always a pleasure to see you in person, also on social media, because as Alex did mention, you are one of the most photographed and shared gentlemen in the area. Um, which who knows maybe it's a flash in the pan maybe it's maybe that'll continue i don't really know it's kind of weird to talk about it like that <laughs> what's the flash in the pan well it's kind of like you know the coke bottle you shake it up and it's yep. gone flash in the pan it's like you you i think that i'm going to go out on a limb here and i'm going to say it's from flambeing mm. so if you've ever had something flambeed right mm -hmm. you have a super hot pan and then you throw some alcohol some sort of alcoholic beverage in there and then it it goes up, it flames out, and it's done. It's not coming back, mm. right? It's there for a moment, it's gone. Mm. I don't know if that's true or not. Our listeners can write in and correct I will me. say, I will say, now that we're in our second year, that 
I am more positive about your organization than ever. Because you know, we did kind of think last year, we're like, okay, energy can only take you so far, <laughs> right? And, um, and and now you're, you're back a year and it's like, okay, there's planning behind the energy, right? Because if you keep the energy up and now you have a plan, you can really go places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to have a plan. I mean, yeah. it all starts with, it all started with the box, but you need a plan behind the box. And here's something I can say, uh, Jason, yeah. that as long as God puts breath in me, um, we're going to continue to work. We're going to continue to show up and meet these kids where they are. And when it's not fun anymore, it's time to hang up the reins. But as long as God is breathing breath in me, we're going to help these kids. We're going to serve the community and work alongside the business leaders and build relationships with corporate sponsors and do the best we can where we can with what we can. All righty. Well, we're here to help you get your uh, your message out there. Uh, and to help any entrepreneurs or small business owners. As you're along your journey, it sounds to me like the advice from Kevin is make a plan. All starts with the box, but you eventually need a plan. And listen to Jason. (laughs) I don't know about that. Thanks for joining us on the What Works podcast, Kevin.